Welcome to the Freedom Fridays Project podcast. I'm Pete Clark, your host, The Whispers Guy. It appears that work expands to the time that we give it, and I started to explore how I was investing my time and effort, particularly on Fridays. It's evolved to an explanation and experiment with time, energy, attention and identity, and a mindset shift from I have to to I choose to. So if you're interested in exploring some changes to the way that you invest your time and your energy, if you'd like some tips on the way as you make some changes perhaps to your identity, if you would like the freedom of I choose to, away from I have to, then this is the podcast for you. So welcome to the Freedom Fridays Project podcast. Welcome to the Freedom Fridays Project um, this week, I've got another guest, um, relatively new colleague of mine, uh, who I've connected with, and it's a fascinating story. Um, Craig, welcome to the conversation. Thank you very much, Pete. Thank you for being part of it. Now, Craig, I always start with our signature question, which mm-hmm. is, Freedom Friday is, is about moving from I have to, to mm-hmm. I choose to, mm-hmm. and yours is a fascinating story. Mm-hmm. What's your big I have to, to I choose to? It's, it's moving out of the family home. So, wow. the, the, so it's the, the, the house that I've been in, or the block of land I've been on for 30 years, the house I've been in for 20 years, brought up the children, all that wow. sort of stuff. Um, so um, in that process, lost my wife. The park next door is named after her. And so, yeah, yeah so all the, all the neighbours got together. There was two Anne's in the street. Both Anne's passed away in the same year. Both of them did lots and lots of community work. So they actually petitioned the council and the names board and had the park next to my house renamed as Anne's Reserve. So there's wow. a huge emotional... Yeah. Um, but here I am rattling around. Uh, like I'm empty nester and my nest is empty. Do you know what I mean? Like it's four bedrooms, yeah. two, two bathrooms, three toilets, a huge kitchen, you know, like two, three living areas, rooms. Do you know what I mean? Like... Wow. I've not come across, I've not been exposed to anything like that yet. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm fascinated. At what point did you know you probably would have to move out? And then how long did it take you? Yeah, it's, it's funny because I, I don't really, don't, I don't have to move out. I could live there for the rest of my life. Okay. I could. But there was something eating at me that this is a waste of space and I could do more with this. Right. And even when my kids started leaving home, I kept on thinking, eventually I'm going to be left here alone and do I want to stay alone in such a big house? Cool. And so that started to eat at me about, so what's my next move and do I really want to make a next move? And, and what were the sort of elements that made you choose that? Because this is a perfect example of even more than I have to do, I choose to. This is, I don't have to. No, I don't I'm have still to. Choosing to. I'm, I'm still choosing to. So, so the elements, some of the things I thought of was, I got this, I got this big house. Why would one person just live in it? Yeah. You know, like two, it takes me ages to clean it. <laughs> <laughs> and even if you, even if you, if you take all the furniture out of the room and you close it off, it gets dusty. Right. Um, then I've got empty rooms with nothing in it. Right. I've got empty areas with nothing in it because if the kids moved out, they took their beds and took yeah. their whatever. And, and you know, and so I, so you look at it and you go, why am I living? in amongst this emptiness. Um, 
So, and there's rooms I just don't use. Right. I like, and one of the things, I don't watch television much, but I do watch it when the rugby league season comes around. And my youngest son was quite a television watcher and he left and I didn't go into the television room for a couple of months. And when the rugby league season started, I went in there and my TV was covered in cobwebs. <laughs> And, and that just was a story to be going, do you mean like, man, what are you living like this for? So can I make an observation? Yes. Do you think that's you rationalising it once you've emotionally decided? Yeah. Or was I, the rationale there and you had to emotionally the, the, come the, to the conclusion? The, the rational was there long, the rational decision was yeah. there and the, and the most difficult thing was the emotion and the emotion came later. Oh, okay. Yeah, because so I'd rationally go, yeah, eventually I'll move out. And right. then I would agonise over whether I could. And could being as in literally, literally physically, physically or yeah, financially? Physically. Or no, 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 or... emotionally. Right. Whether I emotionally oh, okay. could actually right. walk out the front door and, and not look back. Wow. And I'm still emotional about that yeah. thought, that very thought of walking out that door, closing yeah. that door yeah. and... And it's interesting, my, um, my eldest son, um, he, when I told him I was thinking of selling the house, he just said to me, um, yeah, you need to close this chapter in your life. You need to move on. You haven't, you haven't moved <laughs> Easy on. Easy for a son to see. Yeah, I know, but it's, but it's also very insightful that yeah. he's saying you haven't moved on for all else that's gone on in your life and you actually need to actually get out of that house and move on. So he saw it as I, I'm still clinging to the past. Yeah. And, and um, so he was very sort of analytical in it. Yeah, just, just Which seems on. pretty normal given the scenario that you yeah, placed yeah. in to, to hold on a little bit to that. And do, do, do you find that this analogy of it's a new chapter, move on, Dad, that it's still the chapter of the same book? Yes, it's in the same book. Absolutely. Right. Yeah, it's not, right. and, and, and so, but, but the thing is that then I felt almost like there was an external pressure of, because people would say to me, are you still rattling around that old house? You know, what, are you, what are you doing in there? Right. Do you know what I mean? So I felt also this pressure of people going, well, I'm, well, I'm living, doing it, I'm living. You know, like, but I'm just living like I was when everyone else was there. Right. Because they filled up all the other rooms. Yeah, yeah. Someone said to me recently that, um, in not dissimilar circumstances actually, the, a lot of which was based on their... Uh, faith, religious mm -hmm, faith, mm -hmm, I don't know if you're a religious person mm -hmm. or not, and they said they came to the conclusion that they were better respecting looking back but prefer to live forward. Mm, mm, mm. Where, where are you on that spectrum of respecting looking back but willing to live forward? Well, now I've shifted to the willing to live forward quite substantially, all right? right. But, but I was, I was, I, it wasn't until I could see what I could move forward to Okay. That literally or literally, did you imagine it? No, literally. I could imagine it, but I had to go and look at it. Interesting. And so I was at dinner with one of my late wife's cousins and he just said to me, when are you going to sell that house? And I went, oh, I don't know, Paul. <laughs> You're know, like, blah, blah. And, and then he said, sell it and buy a nice little two-bedroom in Manly and change your lifestyle entirely. And that... Did that plant a seed? Yeah. So driving home from that... Uh, lunch at his place, that, that started rattling around inside my head. Do you know what I mean? Like, like ping yeah. pong balls yeah. and a chain reaction yeah. going bing, bing, yeah. bing, bing, bing. And so then I started looking at um, units in Manly on real estate apps. Yeah. And so then I went and had a look at some. 
even before I spoke to real estate agent about selling my house. Yeah. And it wasn't until I looked and saw, oh, okay, I could live here, that I thought, okay, I could leave there. Right. So to leave there, you had to have a clearer picture. Yeah, I had literally to have... or physically. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Of what you're going to. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. And I and I really needed that, and that that actually helped me. And then there was like, um, it was it was it's sort of like the epiphany. And you talk about religion, you know, like it's like Saul, then we sees the light and becomes Paul. Do you know what I mean like I walked into the house late one night after working late? It was summer, so the house wasn't cold. But I walked into this empty, dark house. So your perception had changed. Yeah, and 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 I said to myself, like I not, I said out loud to myself, "What are you doing here?" Ooh, that's a bit spooky. Oh yes, it's, but it's also is that was is, that sort is of. That, is, do you think that's a sign of? Because I know, as a new colleague, you're immersed in the world of change mm -hmm. in corporate. Mm -hmm. Is, is there is there any insight there about change that we have to make personally? Do you have to see it first, and then do you have to almost turn against yourself? The wrong expression, but almost play out loud in your head the rationale of what you've now just seen. And, and I think in a corporate world, um, when you talk about change and work in the and you and I work in behavioural change, quite often people can't change their behaviour unless they see what people want them to change too. Yeah, interesting. And and you and, and not only that. Um, you actually need to see the value in changing. So, like, so I went down to Manly. I I had a cousin that was living there, so I started going swimming at the beach with him. Do you know what I mean? Like, so so when when when, when my, Paul planted this seed in my head, so I went down there and suddenly thought, yes, I could live this rather than living in the burbs. Right. All right. But what I've got to give up is a garden, and and all those sorts of things. But um, but then then there's a compromise here because yeah. I don't necessarily have to give up a garden. I can have a garden on a balcony. You know, and I've grown bonsais all my life, so I'm I'm never going to go. I'm not going to leave my bonsais behind. So half of my garden I'll take with me. Isn't that interesting? And, and what what I'm listening, what I'm hearing is, um, as we know, our brain mm. it's hardwired find the evidence to prove ourselves correct. Yeah, yeah, yeah and, the, yeah. and this assumption, this story, this narrative, which feels really the right story at the time, I can't leave here. I mm, can't leave mm, the family home. Mm. Until you had seen something different. That's right. Your brain then starts to find the evidence to go, oh, maybe I could. Yeah. Do, you, do you remember or recognise the switch point? No, no, I don't, because I don't think there was a series of switch points. Right. But I think part of what what um what part of that was and a part of that journey was i would go to my children's houses okay uh, and say so i saw especially my eldest and my second eldest settled so they're never going to come back okay. and so suddenly you think well they're settled mm. and then when my youngest moved out and i went and saw where he was living i thought he's very settled yeah and so um Suddenly, I'm thinking, well, what, what what am I holding on to? Because because all that I'm really holding on to is the memories, and they're not yeah. in that house. Yeah, they're, they're in me. Right, okay, yeah, I was going to say, yeah, they're in your head. Yeah, they're, you they're in me, and everything and, and I can, can take with me. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> so, but I'm holding. But I was holding on for a long time, and I agonised. Like I can't tell you the amount of paralysing thought and moments I had just sitting in that property, thinking about. 
man, could I walk out of here? Could I do this? Yeah. And there's a part of you that went, no. Yeah, no, absolutely. You can't do it. Yeah, can't do it. Yeah. Trotting on the memories yeah, of, you yeah, know what? Yeah. Yeah. And, and I would add up all the things and go, oh, yeah, but I'll have to, I'd have to sell all the furniture and I'd have to do this and I'd have to do that. And I'm living in a, I'd be living in a little two bedroom. Or what yeah, yeah. And, and then when you rationalise that, you think, I'm only living probably in the same space as a two bedroom unit anyway. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's, it's, a, it's a separate, but I think, I think it's a linked question. Um, in that shift that you made from dad and husband who lost wife and mm -hmm. dad of three boys, mm -hmm. have you shifted to, it's now Craig, it's now Craig living his life. I'm still a dad, but now it's how do I put Craig into the equation so he can live his best life? Yeah, that's, that's exactly right. Because before what that, caused that um, I was, I was, um, you know, like I was chief cook and bottle washer yeah. um, and everything else in between. Yeah. And so I took, um, well, two of them were still at high school. One went off to university, do you know what I mean? Like, so, and they were, like, for a long period of time, they were all still living at home. Yeah. So, so you felt a responsibility. I felt a, a strong responsibility. You were a whole person. And, and not only that, but you, you've got a, I've got a strong, I had a, I still have a strong responsibility to be a role yeah. model to them about yeah. things that I do. Isn't that interesting? So the role modeling, the perception of the type of role model has perhaps shifted. Oh, look, I, I, if you, it was like, yes. So you can, I know I can never be a mother, yeah. but I can be, I, but I can try and be as soft as possible because the yes. kids need a soft side and yeah. I can, in, and, and ensure that, that that happens. Yeah. But like, as a, as a mature man, I got to a point where I thought, um, I would really like to go and meet someone else. Yeah. But then I had to think about how do I do that? and be a good role model for my kids to actually, because they were dating at the same time I was. Do you know what I mean? So when you start to think about the dynamics of those sorts of things, they're looking at me, seeing what I'm doing. So how I respect another individual that I'm dating has got to reflect on them because otherwise, if, they, if it's not, they're growing up in, in um, a marriage that was a happy marriage and they're not seeing that. So there was all sorts of stuff like that, that, yeah. that then to, to, to me that adds to the richness of what's gone on in that house. Yeah. So I think if, if my partner Anne was still alive, we probably would have shifted out of there a lot. She, she would have gone, yep, over this, come on, let's the two of us, bang. Yeah. But there's so much, to me there, there's so much richness of stuff that I have to sit and think hard about what do I do next and how do I do it yeah. the best way possible for these three to be really well-balanced adults. So that's one of the reasons I asked the question was I, my kids are a bit older now, mm -hmm. and my wife and I were coming to the, I guess the decade where we'll be empty nesters, mm. and I, a lot of my friends in my age group are probably going through that too, and I wonder how they make the shift from mum and dad mm. to husband and wife again, mm. or partner and partner, mm. and I suspect a lot of people don't make that shift. No. They no. remain mum and dad, and mum and dad, whilst you'll always have that responsibility, you don't have it in the intimacy of a home. Yep. And so, yep. therefore, the relationship struggles. Yeah. So, I thought about how do I, do, how do I shift this? Um, so, I started to create little projects for myself. Mm -hmm. So, some of the projects were um, let's list off a whole heap of suburbs that might be interesting to go and look at. And let's go and spend a day in those suburbs. Go and do my shopping there. Go to a restaurant there. So um, 
So let's drive the Cabramatta and do all my shopping, right. have a meal, come home. Let's drive the Parramatta, not Parramatta, um, Canterbury, um, let's, and, and have a look. Do you know what I mean? Like, let's go to the Bankstown. Let's go to Seven Hills. Because you considered that place or you wanted a contrast? No, I just want a contrast. Right. And I just, I, I was working with people and say, where do you live? What's that like? Blah, blah, blah. All right. Because well, like, you had a, a hankering for Manly in the Beach and wanted a contrast of... No, I wanted to. I wanted a project that got me out of the house. Okay. Um, yeah. And I thought there's so much of this city I've lived in for a long time, but there's so many other places in it that I haven't seen. Yeah, we don't see it. Yeah, yeah. And so, Auburn. Let's go shopping in Auburn. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's a really interesting suburb. I love going to Auburn yeah. now. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. But I just thought, let's just pick a whole heap of different places. Yeah. And, Which, and you know, and, and anyone who's listening who doesn't live in Sydney won't know any of those places, but That's right. it's essentially you're kind of next ring out and next ring out yep, and next yep, ring out yep, of suburbs yep, that yep. you've and all, heard of. And they've all been influenced by different people who have yep. chosen this country is, they're not born here, they've chosen yeah. this country to live in. Yeah. And so they're hugely influenced yeah. by, um, yeah, yeah. So, so, I, that's, so I, that was one of my projects. Um, and one of the other projects I set myself was, um, and I'm still working through this one, I'm, uh, I go out and take photos of pubs that I've been to in Sydney, and then and then in a Word document I paste the photo in the Word document and and write a little piece about why that pub was important to me or something that happened to me in that pub right. and why I've gone and taken the photo and why this is one of the one of my part of my pubs of Sydney. Right. <laughs> but it, it means it also means I can go and have a beer in them. Yeah. But um, it's just it's another thing that just gets you out doing something. And your kids can say, what are you doing, Dad? I'm going so to... did you do that deliberately to get you out yes. of the house? Yes, yep. Right. Yep. Okay. Because it would yep. be too tempting just to stay and be immersed in those memories. Well, not only just that, it was... Um, even when you've got teenage kids and they're getting older, um, during the week they're there, but on the weekends they're never there. Yeah. And so it was... I, I just found I was there. So um, what am I going to do? I can go down to the beach, I can do this, I can do that, or I can set myself up little projects. And, yeah. and, and so that's what I did, yeah. to actually get me out. So Sunday afternoon, I'm going to whatever, to photograph whatever, or I'm going to do blah, or Saturday afternoon, I'm going to go to Asquith. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. Um, Craig, I can speak to you longer about mm, this specifically, because mm, mm. I think my wife yeah, and I yeah. will face this soon too. Yeah. But I'm, I'm also interested in... And perhaps you're helping those people that are listening who, who might want to make a big change. Mm, and mm. using your specific example yeah, as a metaphor, yeah, yeah. plus with your background yeah, change, yeah. with some of the things you said, what, would you, what sort of tips could you advise people? If you're going to make a big change and go from I have to to I choose to, or even I'm just choosing to. I'm just choosing to. What, what sort of big rocks would you suggest they, oh, they have to have in place to make it as feasible? and as real as possible I, I think you've got to un, you've got to you've got to understand if there's an emotional part of this yeah. you, you you've got to understand and 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 sit with the emotion okay explain. so so well you, you sort of um if, if so not if, deny it no not deny it right but 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 sometimes you can't force things to happen so you, so it's almost like the bridges model you sit in the gray zone yeah. the neutral zone yeah and and, it, and like Bridges says that that's the most creative and that's the best place for you to sit. Don't push it. Right. Um, and I found sometimes I'd push it, and the more I pushed it, the more I'd recoil back, and I'd go backwards. Isn't that interesting? Because I'm pushing myself too far forwards. When I when I when I stopped pushing, and just sat with the discomfort, it, 
things started to come clearer. The, the way I've heard that described is the difference between trying to force something versus mm, allowing something. Just allowing to happen, absolutely and So right. what you're suggesting is if you really sense you want to make the change, you've got to kind of allow it to happen yeah, yeah. or at least allow yourself to be in this gray zone so, of yep, whatever. That's right. As and, opposed to forcing yep, it. Yep, and, yep. Okay. And it was, I think going out and having a look at units and that sort of stuff, so going and actually having a look at and getting that physical, that's the rational. Yeah. And it starts to feed it and it, yeah, and it feeds into the emotion of, oh, yes, I could live here. Yeah. Um, but then I still had to sit with that discomfort until yeah. suddenly I thought, oh, no, no, I can see that. You know, like, and, then, and then it was almost like, why are, this, let's just go and do it. This is how I make this happen. Right. Okay. But it was, it's, but like, this has been a good two, three year journey of, Sitting around, right. pondering, talking right. about it, yeah. and like, and and one so of, it unfolds as yeah, opposed to yeah. just appears. That's right, and and you know, like one of my kids who's very action orientated continually just saying, "Stop talking! Would you just go and do it?" And I'm like, because he's not the sort that you talk a lot about stuff. Yeah, and yeah. so that, that is, so you've got to sit there with that discomfort until suddenly, um, yeah, it just be. So it sounds like you've given. There's, there's insight there about some of the baby steps, mm -hmm. about sitting with the discomfort, mm -hmm. about mm -hmm. being active in trying to gain a, if not physical, an imaginative or an imagined potential future. Yep. Yep. And you've gone and explored some different that's ways right. to do that. Yep. Yep. Is there any other advice you would have for someone that's thinking about and part of them wants to, but part of them is still tied to the old? Oh, I th well, I think it's... Would you rip the Band-Aid off or would you pull it off slowly? Oh, look, I've always been a sort of a rip the band off sort of, <laughs> sort of a bloke. But I think, I think what you've got to do, I think you've got to be kind to yourself. Okay. So I think, I think you've got to forgive yourself because um, at one point I was beating myself. But, you know, what do you mean? You're like, it's almost like you know, I come through the front door and say, are you still here? Do you know what I mean? Like, um, no, um, forgive yourself. Yeah, you're here for a reason. Um, so just be gentle with yourself. Right. Um, but I think the other thing is, um, well, I... I, I need to verbalise things. So talking about and getting other people's opinions and listening. Right. And, and it wasn't until, as I said, that um, Cousin of Anne's just said to me, why don't you do X? Now, I could have taken that totally differently as in don't tell me what to do. Yeah. But it, it, I just listened and thought, wow, yeah, I suppose I could do X. Do you know what I mean? Like really just planted that seed. So listening. See, I, that, I think what, that I find that really interesting because my perspective would be you, you're, you're a late wife's cousin. Whether you said, don't talk to me, how dare you tell me what to do, I still think potentially the seed could have been planted anyway. Quite possibly. It yeah. may, I, I suspect, my personal view is it probably grew quicker because you were open to it growing. Yes, that's right. Yeah, and, but and when he said it, it was almost like a light went on inside my head. It was ah, almost like okay. the light bulb went on and I went, oh, yeah, I probably could do that. That's not a bad idea, Paul. Right. Do you know what I mean? Like, right. and, and suddenly that's where I thought, oh, maybe I should go and have a look. Right, suddenly over two and three years. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes, that's right. But I think that's that's yeah. that's informative because they think the change happens, but that's actually from what we know from what Bridges has written. It's a transition. Yeah, it's a transition. Yeah, yeah. We yeah. have the seed of an idea yeah. that germinates and yeah. starts to evolve and grow, and then suddenly something happens where we oh, we go from forty nine to fifty one. That's right, and it's but but you see, I've still got to get through to the letting go bit. I've got to actually right. walk out of there. Right. Which I'll have to. Yeah. So I'm almost at a point now because I'm, you know, like when it goes and the house goes up for auction, I've forced the point. And how, how do you think about that? Um, 
I, this is interesting. I wake up some nights absolutely wrecked with anxiety about whether I'll actually be able to clean all the rubbish I have in the place. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, and then I start to worry about what do I do with this and what do I do with that. And people and, and my kids, they just sell it. I go, yeah, I suppose I should. Do you know what I mean? Like, so I'm, I'm now tripping over myself in not making rational decisions. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, but I really like that piece of furniture. Yeah, but you don't need that in a two-bedroom unit, do you? No, not really. <laughs> so you're constantly having this conversation with yourself. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. And with them. Yeah. I mean, because like, I rang uh, two of them up the other, on the weekend and said, I've got a garden shed, it's full of rubbish. What do you, you know, it's full of, but it's good stuff. Yeah. What do you want? What do you mean? I said, what, what? So you're going to give it all away? Well, if you want it, I might as well give it to you. Yeah. And... There was no takers on anything. Is that right? Yeah. And so I'm surprised now. I'm going to just sit with that and wait and see what happens. Yeah. yeah. But, yeah, so it, but that's... Um, what, uh, it, it's that it's um, sense of trying to clear it all out, and, and I worry about that. Yeah. And it's, it's, it's minute, really, in the end of things. In the grand... But it's, it, I, I, whilst te technically and rationally that's correct, there's there's this strength of the memory of the emotion. There's, there's something when I, when I think when people have to make significant changes mm. that holds them back from doing it immediately because of the the perceived loss of. That's right, and it, and and so it can play into my avoidance behaviour. Yeah. Oh, this is all too hard, and yeah. and 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 the longer I leave this, the less likely it is going to happen. So I'm still going to. So I'm still working through the emotional bit of. Yeah. You know, I've got yeah. to clean a few things out once I. And without necessarily revealing anything confidential, in working through the emotional bits, do you have mm -hmm. any advice for anyone that wanted to do that? What, what would you advise someone? That, do I, I need to work through the emotional bit, but I don't know how to. Yeah, I, I, well, the, the, so what I do is I, um, I name it. Okay. So I will wake up and I will say to myself, geez, you're really feeling quite anxious about this. So I, will, I actually physically talk to myself about um, so why are you feeling so anxious about this? It's really only blah, 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 blah. So I will actually name it and talk to myself about right. the emotion. So, okay, this is the way you're feeling at the moment. Is that good or bad? Well, it's probably not either. It's probably just is. Yeah. So I have those sorts of conversations. Right. <laughs> <laughs> ever out loud? <laughs> yes, I do. Out loud. In my house. If you bring this record. <laughs> yes, yeah, because I, I, yeah, I talk to myself. Yeah, yeah. So, um, and so I will do that. And uh, given the change yeah. you're about to make, mm -hmm. uh, well, the transition you're going yeah, through, because yeah. you've kind of made the change, yeah, you've yeah, decided. Yeah. Are there any th red flags that you would encourage people to avoid if they really do want to go through with it? And you may not know if you really do until you've done it, but they're kind of considering it and thinking, well, I'd like to get into this relationship, get out of that relationship, change jobs, move to this place, sell this, buy that, change this about something. Are there any red flags that you've observed? You know, well, if you go down that route, you, there's no way you're going to change. Yeah, for me, it's when um, if if I if I look at all I need to do in entirety, it looks too much and it's too hard. Okay. So if so, I really wanted to make it too hard, I just build up this big picture. That's right. This huge mountain of stuff yeah, that that's I'm right. going to do. And I've got to do that. Yeah. I've got to do that. And yeah. it would just be easy to go back. Oh, no, too too hard. It's too hard. It's right. too hard. Right. And so so what I'm 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 now breaking it down to okay. Next weekend, I'm going to clean out X, Y, Z. Okay. And, and that's just a one little patch 
clean it out, start moving stuff, no, no, no. Week after next, I'll clean this out, and that'll probably be right to sell. That's you know, and so it's it's now broken. It's now broken down to step at a time. Do this, do that. Whereas before, I used to look at it and go, "What am I going to do with?" It? Well, I said before, "What am I going to do with all this junk? How am I going to get rid of it all?" Yeah, cupboards full of stuff. Well, we used to have really big dinner parties because we had huge space dinner parties. So I've got I've got um, dinner sets like you would. I've got cupboards full of dinner sets because we'd have thirty people in the house. So I mean, like, I don't need that, yeah. but they're still all there because yeah. I've never done anything with them. Yeah. Um, a couple of questions left mm-hmm. for me, Craig. Um, where you are now, mm-hmm. compared to where you were two or three years ago, would you advise the you of two and a half years ago anything different based on what you've experienced? Yeah, I would have. I would have just told myself to settle. <laughs> just don't worry about it. Just settle, right. just, just settle down, okay. don't worry about it, and just work through it. You know what I mean? You'll right. stop getting all worked up about it. And, and so would you have made the decision quicker, or would you have put the house in the market quicker, or has that been the right time, and it's the anxiety and the stress and worry that would have been alleviated? I think it's the anxiety and the stress and the worry that would right. have been alleviated, right. um, and I would have spent less time worrying about it and just going, yeah, yeah, yeah the time will come and it'll be fine. So then there's a rational piece to it too. You've got a property, you want to maximise the value of the property. So you look at what's happened in the property market since COVID. Right. And then you've got actually houses have gone up significantly more in value than units. Yeah. So, so there's also a rational piece of that that, that yeah. also says to me in the back of the head, you need to act now. Yeah, yeah, right. But I've got to the emotional point at the right time as well. So. But that's interesting. You know, it might still have taken the same amount of time but you wouldn't have given so much energy to the stress and the worry. That's right. But it may still have taken two years. Yeah, absolutely. And what you're saying now is I'm hearing you say, and that's okay. Yeah. The timing's fine. Fine, yeah, yeah. But the energy I expend on the way through, yep. I could have spent that elsewhere yep. doing other things. And, and beating myself up and self-talk around not taking action, um, not facing into what's going on, you know, like the emotion of it all. Yeah. You know I mean, like you, you don't need that. Um, so... Just relax and go, yeah, yeah, it'll all happen. In, in, as long as you want it to happen, you've decided, okay, this is eventually what I'm going to do, so let's work towards it and it'll happen. Yeah. But beating yourself up on the way, that's what I mean, be kind to yourself. Don't, don't well, punish yourself on the way through. You've kind the, of answered my last question, which was yeah. going to be, if you've got advice, you know, three word, one sentence, mm, one mm, breath advice yeah, for yeah. someone who is considering they're either at the beginning, in the middle, or mm. close to yeah. making the call on something yeah, big. Yeah, yeah, be kind to yourself. Yep. Be kind to yourself. Yeah. Yep. I think that's extraordinary, simple, yet profound advice for someone going through a big change. Yeah, yeah. Craig, I, I want to say thank you for bearing your soul a little bit, for sharing some insights. I know that's it's a big emotional mm. thing mm. for you to do, so just really acknowledge that and say mm. thank you very much for conversation thank you thanks